One ball, two strikes to Lanzilli. Dylan DeLucia kicks, fires the pitch. Swing and a miss! He struck him out, and all this will play for the title against Oklahoma. Two to nothing. Final score, Rebels. The following is a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradlogancote. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault, to the pavilion, to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Today's show is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker Games. It's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts. And now, Robinson handles it. And they're going to Omaha for the first time in 42 years. Hottie Toddy in Omaha. Ground ball toward Robinson is short. He gloves. He'll throw to first, and it is in time for the out. The Rebels are headed to Omaha. The drought is over, and a big Rebel pileup just away from the mound. The fifth Super Regional is the key for Coach Mike Bianca. One ball, two strikes to Lanzilli. Dylan DeLucia kicks, fires the pitch. Swing and a miss! He struck him out, and Ole Miss will play for the title against Oklahoma. Two to nothing. Final score, Rebel. And welcome into today's show. It is indeed a happy one. The Ole Miss Rebels have beaten the Arkansas Razorbacks and have advanced to the National Championship Series and the College World Series in Omaha, Nebraska after an incredible pitching performance by Dylan DeLucia. And I'm as surprised as you are. Mike Buddy, the chair of the NCAA selection committee, admitted on the selection show that Ole Miss was probably the last team in. And they were the last team. It probably took a spot from NC State. But this Ole Miss team, we said on the podcast before, they were given an opportunity in another direction of head coach Mike Bianco, who was all but fired midway through the year. And the Rebels are two wins away from being crowned college baseball national champions. It's unbelievable. We have Jared Redding of Inside the Rebels that will join us in the second half of the show. We'll also hear from highlights from Learfield. Thanks to Dave Pulaski for shooting those highlights over. And we're grateful for David Kellum and Brad Henderson uh, from Learfield and the Ole Miss Radio Network from doing a phenomenal job this year. And specifically, the calls from Omaha. 
All the calls brought to you by Learfield Audio. And it was the Rebels that dispatched of the Dave Van Horn, Arkansas Razorbacks, and Ole Miss advances to the championship series behind an incredible performance by pitcher Dylan DeLucia. The bats just haven't been there the last couple of games, and a lot of that's because of how good that Arkansas pitching has been. But the bats hadn't been there, but they have got a few timely hits. It was Kevin Graham today. It was Justin Bench today. Yesterday it was Kemp Alderman. And the day before, we've seen some different people step up. But at the end of the day, the Rebels have done just enough. And and honestly, you can date back to when was a bigger moment in Ole Miss history, at least up until this point. Was it 15 Sugar Bowl? But then Ole Miss could only get, what, top 10 in the country? You look at basketball, and they won the SEC tournament back in 07, maybe. Maybe 12 or 13 or whatever, Marshall Henderson. Was, uh, was the star, but they didn't go very far in the NCAA tournament. But, yeah, I mean, you look at football, you go back to Eli's senior year when they did not beat LSU in, to, in that opportunity to get to the SEC West Championship game. You look back to when Hugh Freeze was the coach and this Arkansas <laughs> Razorback team, it was fourth and 25, and, well, we know history after that. It very well today could have been the biggest moment in modern-day Ole Miss sports history. And by the way, the season is not over. Ole Miss will play for a national championship. It's unbelievable. We're grateful for our sponsor today, Bet Online. Remember, football's over, NBA's over, baseball, Major League. Well, we know college baseball's at the end of the season. Major League's right there, too. Remember, All of your latest odds, totals, player performance props, you know where to get those. Right there at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Head on over to the website, use your mobile device today, and sign up. Receive that 50% welcome bonus on that very first deposit. Use the promo code BLEAVE, that's B L E A V. Use that to get started. It's not just basketball, not just baseball. Like we said, hockey is in the finals right now, boxing, UFC odds. All the Olympic coverage coming up soon. And sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline, that number one source for wagering. Also, grateful for our friends at University of Traditions. I think he's got to order some new hats because I think all the Ole Miss fans bought out his. UniversityTraditions.biz, at UNIV Traditions on Twitter. Use the promo code BRAD, B-R-A-D, save 10%. I guess everybody bought those those hats I asked you to buy for Father's Day because I don't know that they have a ton left. Go ahead and buy the hat. Get it uh, shipped expedited to you while you're en route to Omaha because apparently everybody uh, that's listening to this will probably list, be listening on their way to Omaha if you're not already there. There'll be 30,000 Ole Miss fans there. Have a blast, man. Have a great time. I, I've had so many friends reach out. Mississippi State fans reached out and said, man, if, you know, Everybody I've talked to that have talked to state fans, it's like, man, you got to go. Take your family, take your dad, take your aunt, uncle, wife, your kids. It's incredibly special. It's a special moment. It's a special moment when Keith Carter got on the radio at the postgame show with David Kellum and Brad Henderson and just said, everybody come on, man. Basically, we're one big family. We're one family that's going to celebrate this team. We're going to celebrate – this opportunity to win a championship. 
I'll be honest. I kind of think Ole Miss won part of that championship today. I think Arkansas was the hottest team, with the exception of Ole Miss, in this tournament. Look, I'm not taking anything away from 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 Oklahoma. You know what? Oklahoma may win this series. Opa, Oklahoma may win the national championship. But I like Ole Miss's chances. I like the Rebels' odds. I like how they're playing right now. I like that uh, they fought through a very difficult bracket. Not to say that Oklahoma didn't. But this side of the bracket was incredibly hard. Ole Miss and Oklahoma will be first pitch at 6 o'clock on ESPN. By the way, have you had a chance to see the ratings? The ratings for this this tournament have been great. And by the way, the ratings for Ole Miss in Arkansas, it has been the 6 o'clock game. That helps. But the ratings have been really good. Saturday night, 6 o'clock. Sunday at 2, I think. It's either 1 or 2 Central. And then the Monday, if necessary, will be at 6 from Charles Schwab Field in Omaha, Nebraska. The Rebels are still there. The Rebels are still alive. And we're very grateful. We have everything for you covered at Rebs247.com, an affiliate of 247 Sports. It's inside the Rebels. Jared Redding is on site. David Johnson's in the command center, and I'm doing my best to try to get some audio and video out. But it's all hands on deck right now. Recruiting is hot and heavy for football. But right now, it's baseball season. It's still baseball season. And the worst Ole Miss can finish in the country right now is runner-up. From a team that was number 64 getting in the tournament, the worst they can finish is second in the country. You can get it all across your podcast platforms, iTunes, Google Play. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Let's hear from Jared Redding here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. The Rebels are headed to the National Championship Series, and we've got you covered. Highlights coming up, too, here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show.
and welcome back to Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. It was the Dylan DeLucia show, and I'm going to be honest with you, it was a pitching performance that I haven't seen since I've seen Ole Miss baseball, <laughs> and that goes back a ways. DeLucia only giving up seven hits, no runs, and stifling the Arkansas Razorbacks offense all game long. And a pitch. Swing and a miss, struck him out on an elevated fastball, and that will end the inning. First strikeout for Dylan Dilution. You were wondering if Ole Miss was ever going to get on the board and finally lead up to Kevin Graham to get the scoring started. No score between Ole Miss and Arkansas. The pitch. Ground ball, first base line. He got it. Down the line it goes. That's going to produce the run, and the Rebels are going to take a one to nothing lead. Graham will hustle to second as that ball hung in that little elbow area. And Lanzilli had to run a long way to just get to it. It's an easy stand-up double for Kevin Graham, and Ole Miss is on the board first. At that point, you felt like if Ole Miss ever got a lead, as well as DeLucia was pitching, that Ole Miss would keep that lead and maybe come out on top. And Dylan and DeLucia didn't stop there. Full count to Zach Gregory, and a pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Slider in on the hands, and that'll end the inning. Good bounce back by Dylan DeLucia on that one. Just wondering if he had enough in the tank. At some point, you get to thinking, short rest. When's the last time we saw Dylan DeLucia come back on short rest? He pitched really good against LSU uh, not very long ago when the Rebels swept the Tigers down in Baton Rouge, and there was no doubt about it, he pitched well today. But the Rebels weren't stopped scoring just yet. Calvin Harris, who's been absolutely red hot in this College World Series, had something to say about scoring on his own. Outfield. Pretty shallow in center is Webb for Harris. Swung on, ground ball right side. is through for a base hit. Rounding third is Elko. He's going to try to score. Lanzilli fires to the plate. It's offline, and the Rebels take a 2-0 lead. The Rebel right fielder would eventually get thrown at bay. Being a little too uh, adventurous on the bases, he got throughout at second base. But uh, would not come back and haunt the Rebels as uh, another run would be plated. And Dylan DeLucia, at this point, you feel pretty darn good how about having a two-run lead? We know all about the Arkansas infield. It's almost like they turned 100 double plays. I mean, they were all over the place. But it was Peyton Chautnier at second base that had such a good game and has been so good all year long. This is absolutely a web gem. Here's his pitch. Ground ball, first base side. Chautnier's got it. Throws to Elko. Got him for the out, and the Rebels escaped the inning. What a play by a shot as – it's payday defensively as he runs hard to his left, comes up with the ball, throws across his body to get the out. Now, I'll be honest, could have been the defensive play of the game because the Rebels get out of the inning without uh, allowing any runs, and that was because Chatagnier does such a good job defensively. He's just been solid at second base, and that was a big-time play. The Hogs would send a pitch hitter to the plate in the eighth, but guess what? Dylan DeLucia would sit him down. 1-2 to the pinch hitter here in the eighth. And a pitch. Swing and a miss. Struck him out. It's in the dirt. Dunhurst picks it up, tosses it down to first for the strikeout, two to three. One down here in the eighth. Delusia with his sixth strikeout. And then we would know what happened in the ninth as Delusia would fan the final batter and the Rebels would beat the Hogs in what seemed like their uh, 100th meeting of the year. But uh, these two programs, storied programs, have become quite the rivalry. And Ole Miss would eventually win this baseball game in advance to the finals of the College World Series. One ball, two strikes to Lanzilli. Dylan DeLucia kicks, fires the pitch. Swing and a miss! He 
struck him out, and Ole Miss will play for the title against Oklahoma. Two to nothing, final score, Rebels. That, of course, is David Kellum on the Learfield Ole Miss Radio Network. Thanks to Dave Pulaski for shooting those along, and thanks to Brad Henderson for being a fantastic color man throughout the year. I uh, I think those guys a lot, and everybody on this podcast knows how much I love radio. They know how much I love college, uh, play-by-play radio, and it's just kind of a running joke that I take my headphones everywhere. Now you can listen on the, the Bluetooth speakers and uh, earphones and all that good stuff, but, yeah, it just always goes back to radio for me. I just love the, you know, the SEC Network had the show about all of the voices of the past. I mean, I just watched it, and I remember that growing up and just, just listening to the radio call special to me. And, and David has been there through a lot. He's been, you know, the radio guy for Ole Miss Baseball ever since I can remember. And uh, it's awful special for someone like David and, and his wife, Mary, who, who accompanies him on a lot of trips to, to experience this in Omaha, and I'm proud for him. David Kellum's a good man, and I'm proud for David. I'm also proud for Brad Henderson, who was a great Rebel in his own right. But the Rebels had advanced to the the, the College World Series National Championship Series against Oklahoma, and it has been a heck of a ride. And we're grateful you've been there with us. We'll go over some more numbers down the road, but for now, let's hear from Jared Redding from Omaha. Jared's done a great job covering this Ole Miss baseball team for Rebs247.com. Inside the Rebels a 247 sports affiliate. Here's Jared Redding on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. Joined now from Omaha, Nebraska, the one and only Jared Redding, who's done a, fat- a fantastic job for Rebs 247, an affiliate of 247 Sports and Inside the Rebels. He joins us now from Omaha after one of the, if not the most impressive moments in Ole Miss sports history, at least modern history. And Jared, I don't think I'm being hyperbolic. That was incredible today. I don't think you're really being hyperbolic at all. I think anyone who you know was there, who was watching it on TV, who's followed this program, who's followed this athletic department for quite some time, would honestly agree with you. I mean, and especially you consider circumstances. Everyone knows about the story, you know, all year long. You know, that's been beaten to death thousands of times. At the same time, you know, that got you know a lot more, you know, just sweetened out that Ole Miss is you know going to be playing for a national championship, something that the program has never done. Uh, in its history, obviously coming close in 2014, and one of a few programs in Ole Miss sports history that's that'll be able to compete for a national championship. And so uh, next Saturday they're going to get Oklahoma, and I tell you what, uh, there there's going to be a lot of red and blue in there, and I can assure you that. Yeah, I, I've talked to a lot of people that are that are loading up the wagon, so to speak, and headed that way. Uh, so many directions to go, but we'll just hit you with a couple of questions uh, after the big win today that sends Ole Miss to the championship series against Oklahoma. It feels like, Jared, by a lot of people, and, and quite frankly, it feels like a lot of that national championship was won today. Is, is that kind of the feeling at all from the fan base there and, and from some of the, the, the scuttlebutt in the press box? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you consider where Ole Miss was at yesterday, I mean, less than 24 hours ago, um, you know, this team got, you know, punched in the gut, quite literally. Um, you know, especially, you know, just having a frustrating game yesterday and then somehow still having a chance there with the bases loaded no out, only to get one run out of it, which ultimately didn't get the job done. And they had to turn right back around and go back to it, especially go to Dylan DeLucia on four days rest. And you, talk, you want to talk about masterpiece. You want to talk about, you know, comparing, you know, his pitch performances to some of the pitch performances on this postseason history. And, you know, Dylan DeLucia is, you know, right there, if not at the top. I mean, 
What else can you do? I mean, this guy's on four days resting. He throws nine complete game or nine complete innings, gets all twenty seven outs, uh, only gives up four hits and gets seven strikeouts. That says it all right there. Yeah. And and of course, Old Miss they they were going to have their hands full offensively with Connor Nolan, who's a phenomenal ace for Arkansas, and just did just enough to get it done. And loose was loose. I mean, that's all you could say. Yeah. I know you haven't been around Ole Miss sports quite as long as I have, but you've read a lot of history books. And is there anything in those history books and anything you've experienced uh, covering this team or being a student that even remotely comes close to in regards to a monumental moment in Ole Miss athletics? Um, there. So, for reference, I was born in um, on March third, nineteen ninety nine. For reference, I was maybe a year and a half old when Mike Bianco was hired at Ole Miss, and that's. If you want to talk baseball, I mean, that's as far as it goes. But all the sports history, I think, you know, the, the uh, I would say the 2015 Sugar Bowl comes to mind a little bit, you know, considering that was the first 10-win season since Archie Manning. Uh, you mean, it seemed like at the time the SEC tournament title team in 2018 was, you know, up there considering, uh, you know, that that team just was, was basically – at the time before this year, basically like the team that was going to deliver Ole Miss a national championship, I mean, obviously it didn't happen. Uh, 2013, uh, SEC basketball championship uh, on the back on the back of Marshall Henderson, Murphy Holloway, Reginald Buckner. Especially when you consider the history of Ole Miss basketball and how sweet that was the first their first SEC tournament title since 1981. Um, you know, and Andy Kennedy obviously was you know did a phenomenal job in turning around the basketball program. Um, but, you know, didn't really have a championship seat for it, nor the NCAA tournament bird to speak of. And it happened that year. So that was a special one that I hold near my heart. But, you know, I was, I was talking to some people down here, you know, on the way back from the stadium, which I just got back from the stadium myself. Um, it, it, we were bringing the same thing, you know, like I think one of the first questions that was asked was, you know, how many times has Ole Miss competed for a national championship? You look at women's golf, obviously winning it all last year. You want to talk about, you know, men's tennis coming up short. You think about all the times that Ole Miss, you know, football has had their opportunities uh, to be for national championship. Obviously not getting, you know, close as close as the top four, but just having, you know, just some opportunities to do that. And, and you look at right now, you're two wins away from doing it. You have a, all the momentum in the world, even after that gut punch last night. It just kind of feels like a perfect storm this year. But obviously, you know, the game has to be played first. You know, Oklahoma's white hot uh, right now. Um, they're, th- they're the only perfect team so far in the College World Series. Uh, you know, they, they play a very frustrating style of baseball that, you know, coaches dread go up against. Um, so, you know, but Ole Miss, they just they seem to have that it factor this year. I think that a lot of Ole Miss, previous Ole Miss teams have it. So I think that's going to play big, you know, when uh, Saturday rolls around. Yeah, everyone's head's kind of swirling after the game today, and, and and I think a lot of people are just, you know, thinking about number one, how in the world a pitching staff that, quite frankly, Jared, I know you were there in the preseason press conference, and I kind of revert revert back to that. I've, I've talked, I've done a number of interviews on different radio platforms and podcasts, and and they all asked me about that, and I said, well, you know, we didn't hear a lot about, you know, number one, Dylan DeLucia, or two, Hunter Elliott. I mean, if we heard about them at all, it was going to be, well, these might be some arms we could go to uh, for middle relief or somewhat in in non-conference play. Little did we know Dylan DeLucia would go down in history as one of the single greatest pitching performances and maybe sports moments in Ole Miss history uh, than today. And it's just phenomenal to see that the bats have essentially gone cold. 
I mean, the bats went cold the last two days, and a lot of that is because of Arkansas's pitching. The bats are going to have to heat up a little bit, but the bats, it's amazing how Ole Miss has not been able to hit the baseball the last couple of days. Yeah, I mean, I think when you, when you look at it, and going back to where you were talking about pitching, uh, obviously they were on the roster beginning of the year. I mean, Hunter Elliott was one of the top recruits coming out of the state of Mississippi. Dylan DeLucian, you know, there's a reason why they brought him in. And there was a reason why, you know, according to Bianco, like why they weren't, you know, quite, you know, where they were at the beginning of the season, part of where they are now is, you know, they obviously, he knew they were obviously good enough to pitch, but it's just a matter of, you know, putting, you know, the pieces of the puzzle together. Um, just figuring out, you know, where, where they go in. Obviously, Dylan, you know, wasn't used to a bullpen role. And Hunter Elliott just ha- kind of had that composure from the very beginning. A kid who just doesn't get rattled. He just goes next pitch, has a short memory. You know, I think uh, the thing that was brought up a lot with Hunter when facing Arkansas was when he was at Fayetteville, giving up a couple home runs in a game, you know, them calling the Hogs, you know, in front of 10,000. I mean, he was pitching in front of 24,000, you know, a couple days ago, which is more than double you know, what's at Ballmarker Stadium, despite the great environment, um, it is. But, you know, it, it's cool. I mean, and especially you look at the pitching staff this postseason. You know, I think this is the sixth, I believe, uh, shutout in uh, pitching shutout almost postseason history. Three of them have come this year. And, and I think and one of the things that was brought to the press conference is, you know, when looking at Delicious' performance, how does it compare to Drew Pomeranz in the 16 strikeout right. game in the regional game in 2009? And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, that's – Definitely comes up to mind. You know, complete game shutout for Lance Lynn, where he had, uh, you know, two hit shutouts versus Southern Miss, 2007 Oxford Regional. You throw all those up there, you know, and these pitching performances, you know, this postseason in general have come up to that. But, you know, just throw this one to, today from Delusia just right on that pile. I tweeted this out, and, and this is uh, Dave Plasky, who works for the Ole Miss Radio Network's producer, pointed out that uh, the game today by Delusia, the complete game shutout, was the first by an SEC pitcher in the Men's College World Series since 1993 uh, when an LSU player did that. Uh, by the way, the assistant coach uh, for that LSU oh, was team Mikey. was Mike Bianco. Yeah. So a really, yeah. cool, really cool moment. Uh, you know, looking at this team, you know, Jared, you saw them last night, and, and Mike even intimated in the press conference after the game, it was a debilitating loss. It was a very tough loss last night. Peyton Chatagnier was almost in tears. Uh, surprised they came back out as well as they did today? You know, you want to say, especially if you looked in that shoot, if you were in their shoes and you were the one who who flew out to left, you know, with the game on the line and all that, if you were in their shoes, you know, how would you respond? But, you know, but this team, they've been kicked in the gut all year long. I mean, even, even when they were playing better and, you know, they kind of were starting to kind of come out of that rock bottom status and, you know, had their chances, you know, against – South Carolina against Mississippi State against Arkansas, um, you know some of those losses they just got punched in the gut. I mean, you, I mean you go back to you know the three game series at Arkansas this year where they got punched in the gut with the walk off, uh, the frustrating game where you know they were zero for thirteen I believe with runners in scoring position. Um, you know Mississippi State you know having you know the well, home run in the eleventh inning uh, to lose game three of that uh, just. Countless blown opportunities this year, despite all efforts to do so. You know, and Paige Johnny said the best. You know, they were there. You know, they've been there. And so, you know, I, it's like you want to say you're surprised at the same time, considering this team, what they've been through, not really. And, and, I, and I told people, you know, coming in, I was like, I have a really good feeling about today. And sure enough, it stuck. I didn't know. Now, I didn't know that Dylan was going to throw nine innings, but I still had a really good feeling going into the day. 
Final question for you, Jared. I know you're slammed in Omaha with so much to do. But I do have to close by asking this one question, or I guess as a comment. I'd love your thoughts. My Bianco, I mean, he was essentially fired after the SEMO game. Uh, the money was there on the desk of, of Keith Carter to replace him, and now he's coaching for a national championship after Ole Miss was the dead last team in the NCAA tournament. It's legit like a Disney movie. I, mean, I think, you know, I don't know what else there is to be said. I think you basically said it right there. Um, you know, I think Bianca's had to answer that numerous times. Uh, now I've seen, you know, quite a few articles that, you know, that talked about that. Talk about, you know, blocking out, you know, all the noise, you know, when everything kind of goes tough, you know, this is his livelihood, you know, and of course he's going to give it his best every single day. You know, something like that happens. You know, you're going to win, you're going to lose. I mean, no team is ever going to go 56-0 in a season no team is ever going to run the table in the tournament although Ole Miss was dang near close to doing so um so you know it, it's a good testament of faith and kind of staying true to who you are and that's yeah. something that Bianco has really done his entire time because you know you, you look at from the moment he was hired in 2000 all the way up until the 2014 season that was 13 years without going to Omaha although he's been to Omaha you know several several times before that LSU part of some of the great greatest teams in college baseball history that Skip, you know, that Skip Bertman was the head coach of. He'd been there, but it's like, why couldn't he bring that to Ole Miss? And I think Ole Miss, and some people thought that the 2014 team, although they were good, and they also kind of somewhat of a Cinderella story itself, it was just kind of a flash in the pan. And, of course, as the game has changed and all that, and the SEC has gotten a lot more competitive, you know, it's astronomically tough to compete in, you know, Ole Miss was just as competitive. And, you know, whatever for whatever reason, things don't go your way, whether it be your performance or whether it be your own decisions. But, you know, it's just a good redemption art. You think of it. It's a good story. And I was telling somebody on the way uh, over here, uh, it was actually Jake Davis uh, of the Oxford Eagle, that uh, whenever ESPN makes a 30 for 30 film about this, uh, the, name of the, the name of the 30 for 30 should be number 64. Because that's what, that's what, that was the order, that was the order that Ole Miss was in. Right. Going into the NCAA tournament, and here they are now. And if there's a person or a coach that's ever coached at Ole Miss that deserves these accolades, it's my Bianco, who absolutely built this program. I mean, people are saying that maybe Tom Swayze, this, that, and the other. That stadium was built because of my Bianco and his success. Jared Redding's done a phenomenal job for Rebs 247 at Inside the Rebels, an affiliate of 247 Sports, everything right now. Chock full at reps247.com. Jared's done a great job. Jared, thanks very much for joining us from Omaha. Hey, and can I, hey, and can I say this? Absolutely. Real fast. We're not done yet. Follow along covers this week. It, it's incredible, man. It really is. And we're grateful uh, for everything you've done. He's at Jared E. Rating on Twitter. I know most of you that listen to this, you probably already follow him. But uh, he does a great job updating everybody. I, I can't believe it. And, uh, Jared, it's been a great ride. And I hope to talk to you after winning a national championship. We'll see what happens. All right, take care. And thanks very much for Jared Redding joining the show today. Be sure and follow Jared on Twitter. That's at Jared E. Redding. Jared, of course, writes for Inside the Rebels at Rebs247.com, an affiliate of 247 Sports, and does a fantastic job. Has been in Omaha what feels like two weeks, but uh, has done a great job. And we're so honored to have him on the program. Be sure for all of his work there on Inside the Rebels. We're grateful you've been a part of the podcast. It's been uh, It's been a lot of fun. Over the last couple of weeks, following this Ole Miss baseball team, I'll be honest, I had no idea they would make it this far. I'll be honest, I didn't think they were making the NCAA tournament. Like most of all of the everybody listening to this podcast. So, uh, they've surprised everybody. But it's been a fun ride now. They've got a chance to play 
for a national championship and be crowned college baseball national champions. Unbelievable. Remember, we want to thank our friends over at Bet Online. Head on over to the website, use your mobile device today, and sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Use the promo code BLEAVE, that's B L E A V. That's how you get started. Remember, it's not just baseball, Major League. You got the NBA draft coming up. You've got uh, the Olympics down the road, and before you long, before you know it, it'll be college football season. Bet online's your source for hockey. Remember, you got boxing, UFC. Odds always right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. The fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and player games. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks again to to University Traditions. That's UNIV Traditions on Twitter. Then UniversityTraditions.biz. Your favorite team hat. You got a chance to buy it today. Remember, it's getting to be really, really small selections for Ole Miss. You guys have done a great job buying up the hats on University Traditions. I've seen them all over the place. Use that promo code BRAD, B-R-A-D. Save 10% today. Ole Miss and Oklahoma. First pitch is Saturday night at 6 p.m. Central from Omaha, Nebraska. It's Ole Miss and Oklahoma in the National Championship Series the College Baseball. National Championship in the College World Series. Unbelievable. We'll have a recap. We'll be talking about what could be the Ole Miss Rebels and College Baseball National Champions. See you soon right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. Listening to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at Brad Logan COTE and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network.